What's up, Mark? What's going on? You even have audio, and you got the the camera working this time. Nice. So far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> Your audio's still delayed, though. Yeah, we had this problem last time. Yes, we did. It's that fabulous. You 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 know, me and Aaron are big fans of the old school kung fu theater, so. You got that that delay in your voice. It sounds like you know you you, you, you it's kung fu theater with Mark Tufo. It only does it on Zoom. That's weird. I'm working on a different platform uh, in the com- coming weeks. I might get on Riverside FM, which is a different uh, podcasting app for for video. So we shall see. So we were just finishing up with our uh, our. our like and follow book six resurgence. So um, well done on it. I think we, we're all big fans of the story. We all liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to start with the question right off the bat. When did you start? Hold on, wait a minute. Wait, all right, sorry, wait, go ahead. Before we, move on, before we move on. Okay. Mark, you've got something really cool to listen to that we asked Jeff to do for us that we're not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to dig through this episode to listen for it. It's a gem. I promise you, you're going to love it. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. I thought you were talking about something else. Yeah. It's kind of right. <laughs> Great. Oh, fantastic. It'll make your Friday. It'll make your weekend, Mark, when you listen to, when you listen to the, the last episode. <laughs> so, um i lost my trade what was i going to say now oh um when did you come up with the idea to continue the lichen series gosh probably about a year ago now mm-hmm. was there an epiphany was it like a doc brown moment where you were standing on a toilet hanging a light and you fell and you came up with the idea for lichen fallout six what, what, what was it all about uh, I guess I was just thinking about like the kids and what they would be up to, and then it just kind of flowed from there. Were the kids always going to be kind of the main focus on it? Yes, I mean, especially after what happened at the end of five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hey, let me get my notes. Why wouldn't you make it so that the terrors attack the lichens? And they can just wipe every. They can wipe out the lichens. Lichens never existed, and all their problems are solved. Because it would have been a short book. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, and I'm like, why didn't you just have it so that the terrors, the the humans, oh Mike has the terrors attack the lichens, and all the problems are gone. That there's no lichen, lichens no more. And the book ends with everybody going, "What the hell are you talking about? What are lichens?" Because Mike's the only one that can remember everything. Can Mike is Mike the only one that can remember everything because he's Mike or because he's a Luvia demon? Uh the demon portion. Okay. Uh, uh, good, good, good. I, I got, got a one. question. Go ahead, Amber. I bet who the hell is Poena? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh she is the goddess of mayhem. She's the one that's been uh, screwing with Mike's entire life. Is when did another, she come in? Like, yeah, is there another book we find out where she is? <laughs> or are we going uh, to find out who she is? She's been around since what? Zombie Fallout 3 like, or 4? Three, yeah, early. 
But does you want like a whole? Po- does he call her Poeta or is it just a demi? Is he say because he says you know I don't know what demigod I pissed off or anything like that, but I don't remember ever hearing the name Poena. Or maybe it's just well, me. That that is out. Um, you know this is this is the issue with the uh, edibles and. 70 books later. Um, I fucking she did it. Guys. She said it. <laughs> you called it, Amber. You called it. <laughs> uh, there was, I wrote a short story. I, I want to say it's in Mark's Merry Mayhem, that, but I'm not sure because I don't know where all the stories end up, you know. Um, but there's a short story where she's featured in and it explains some. So it's like in the entire friggin talbot verse you know there there are pieces and modules sprinkled throughout but no not not one set piece where you could go ah there's the origin so we got kind of sprinkled throughout all the other series yes yes Yes. is she going to be more (laughs) prominent in book uh seven uh i don't know i haven't even I'll be honest, uh, Seven's not even in the brain plate right now. It's um, get other stuff going on. Okay. Love that. Yep. Um, I love how you describe Tim in this book because the whole, and, you know, we're going to go unwoke on this one here, people, but the whole Tim where he thinks that being gay is contagious because his father told him, <laughs> you know, if you go near a gay person, if they touch you, you're now gay. And Tim didn't realize that his whole life because his dad messed him up so bad. It's like, you know, it kind of screams the whole, you need a good parental figure in your life to kind of steer you in the right direction and be like, no, that's not true. That's dumb. Your friends are idiots. Whoever <laughs> told you that is stupid. But it's Tim's dad who told him all this stupid crap, which I just thought was, I, I, I thought it, it unraveled another layer of Tim in each book that you have Tim in that isn't his standalone book, another layer of who he is and why he is the way he is comes forward. I I enjoy writing Tim. I don't know what that says about me, but uh, he he is just a fun character to uh, explore. He definitely is. Yeah, and I think one of the questions I'm going to ask um, in the coming weeks, and, and I'll put it up on the uh, on the podcast feed, is which character do you like Mike interacting with best? Is it Mike and Tim? Is it Mike and BT? Mike and Drababan? Mike and Trip, you know, all the people that Mike has solo interacted with in this whole journey that he's had. This might not be a popular thing, but I'm liking Mike and Tim as the dynamic duo here. <laughs> and maybe it's, just because uh, it's fresh in my head, I don't know, but I'm really liking Mike and Tim. It, it's fun to write him on a redemption arc because he has absolutely no clue how to go about it. He just doesn't understand <laughs> being a decent person you know yep. and that mike's gonna constantly try to to stir tim back to the the right path is mm-hmm. uh is, it's hilarious for me to write it yeah uh, where did all the the maker aspect of the timeline and the story come into effect were you raised catholic i mean being in boston i'm i'm sure religion kind of played a part in in your upbringing at some point Yes, uh, and um, 
I, at this point in my life, I can't not even, I would never say I was religious. I'd go with spiritual. Uh, I just, I had issues with Catholicism way back. So, but I do, I believe in a higher power. I, I do, whether I would call it God or not, I don't know. So maker kind of straddles that line for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked how you didn't call him God. You called him Maker. You know, it wasn't the God. It wasn't God versus the devil. It was Maker versus Lucifer, and Maker made Lucifer in, in yes. the whole aspect of everything. And the archangels are Maker's children, and like children, they can be assholes sometimes, and they they're spoiled rotten, and they want the garden, they want Earth, they want humanity. How dare you give it to this? You know that you chose Mike, this Michael Talbot fella to be your champion, to be your, your voice here down here. And he's the guy. And why isn't it us? I love that, that, that story arc in the, in the, in the, in the series. Yeah. I, I think maker realized he screwed up with his first set of kids and he knows that they're <laughs> not, uh, he knows what they would, what would happen down on the planet on earth if um, they were in charge. So I think, you know, humanity was round two. Yeah, pretty much. Kids 2.0, <laughs> you know. What, um, we, I've heard the, the, the origin story of the series for people that haven't. Mike went out to Dunkin' Donuts uh, with Tracy one time. They live in the middle of Maine. So driving to Dunkin' Donuts is even, you know, uh, a day trip, day and a half trip by covered wagon. And Tracy said, you know, werewolves are hot right now you should write a werewolf story after you know some poking and prodding of mark being like yeah they're pretty cool what are you getting at hun and this is how like and follow came out did you ever imagine that it would turn into a a, a six or seven part series because with demon fallout it's kind of seven stories now that it'd be what it was today you could say that about any of my series at this point. I mean, you know, Zombie Fallout was supposed to be one book. I mean, yeah. Shocker, it's 20, what are we at, 21, 22? 21's coming out soon. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I probably thought, especially what happened at the end of um, Like and Fallout 1, that that was going to be the end of the story, you know. But um, no, no, we're seven in, so... So I, I know where you're kind of going with this. You're like, well, if you writ if you wrote seven Indian Hills, why wouldn't you write eight? <laughs> that was gonna be Aaron's question because he's always pimping for a, a, a new Indian Hill book. <laughs> you're, you're the one that messed up and put a maybe on that uh, timeline there, sir. That ain't my fault no more. <laughs> <laughs> um do you which do you like writing? the liking stories do you do you would you get i mean you get enjoyment obviously because you write them but while you're writing them do you kind of get like oh i'm getting back into this this is why this is what i really enjoyed about this series while I, while you're writing it i i might have had the most fun on this book of the entire series because um i don't know why but bringing the kids in was fun um having tim throughout the whole damn thing just thereabouts was a lot of fun uh i honestly didn't feel any pressure with this one for whatever reason it, it you know so yeah I, it was probably the most fun story out of the s six or seven 
Mm-hmm. It, dude, you made Tim a house guest. I man, talk about friggin' nuts. But I mean, you know, <laughs> when your wife's a zeal, there's not too much you need to be concerned about. Quite true. true. I just, I love the part where, you know, Aliana is is grilling Tim for information. Like, if you come up, you'll be mortal. Will you promise to behave? Do you, Tim, promise not to eat people and, and do whatever? And he's like, yep. And Tim's like, MJ goes, he can stay in my room. You know, like he's got <laughs> dying for a sleepover party. And you pick the psychotic 350-pound killer clown to sleep in your in, in your room with you. You know, I just, that was like, that was hilarious. I, I, there's a lot of laugh out loud moments in this story that I really enjoyed. I think a lot of people have the same view of this i think there's a little more comedy in this story than the other than a lot some of the the other ones in this series besides maybe demon follow because tim was in that one as well tim brought the humor to this series i believe yeah yeah i'm sorry that probably reflects just how much fun i was having writing it you know uh i have a question who who authorized matthew's accent change Oh, that was my question. <laughs> I, I, I've got nothing. Um, John took liberties. When, way back when, um, in the early days of Sean and myself's relationship, uh, I, it was my responsibility to, you know, proof the stories. But, I mean, we're seriously, I don't know, what, 50, 55 books in. I haven't proofed a book in... Yeah, eight nine years um nice. so I, I hate to just like throw sean under the bus but that was all sean. yeah that was 100 percent sean um how many of them do you uh, listen to after they come out i don't i don't listen to them really i can't cannot that's understandable that's yeah. understandable i don't listen or watch the podcasts at all i don't I won't watch it so, back because I want to quit if I watch it. I'll be like, this is horrible. <laughs> I hate this. I'm not doing it again. So this this will be an exclusive for your panel and for you, Jeff, and any of your folks that listen on the podcast. Um, okay. E.F. Hutton. Moment. I am Everybody's going to talking. Uh, I am going to play with that accent. Um, I am going to call Sean out on it in the book. And uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I'm going to have Mike call out Matthew in the book about him with this accent so uh, it's gonna be a roundabout way of telling sean to not do the french accent but in a fun way was it french to to me it sounded spanish i I, you you tell me man the only reason i um the only reason i know about it is and i listened to it after i started people were like dude what are you doing what what is this why is matthew speaking like this i'm like i don't know man i got nothing for you i i, I you know there was no writer's notes or anything like that what's that there was no writer's notes you know like you kind of do it at the beginning like sean if you could add a british accent to this twas only a trash flesh wound line when you do your your epilogues or your 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 author's notes at the beginning you know there was none of those i just just figured he would do the same accent he's been doing for the originals you know i I don't know why he would take an abrupt left turn you know we'll have to have him on the show and ask him good luck with that (laughs) yeah no kidding he's a hard man to get a hold of 
So I don't know how many publisher companies, his email address, like anything that I have sent out to just, it's all crickets, man. You know? Yeah. I'm, I don't get, we used to talk all the time. It's, it's the same. It's the same on my end. So obviously a busy man, I guess then. So Chris, you're quiet back there. Sorry. (laughs) It's quite all right, buddy. You just, have you ever met Mark before or talked to him before? Uh, I've messaged him uh, through Facebook a few times, but that's okay. about it. So. Well, Mark, this is Chris. Chris is new to the uh, to the show. Welcome. Welcome. So, um, what was the last question I have? Is this the uh, with everything that's happening in this store? It kind of looks like you're setting, you're doing a setup for what's to come. Is this the beginning of the Triptiverse with the Avengers Assemble? And the multiverse and all of the timelines coming in and multiple mics, you know, Mike meets Mike and President Mike meets zombie fallout Mike and Indian Hill young Mike meets devil's desk Mike because it kind of hinted where Tim knows about the timeline because he asks Mike did this version of you did we fight yetis together and Mike has no clue what the hell he's talking about but Tim seems to know something. In, in that aspect, it's probably more of an Easter egg. Um, I don't really have any plans of bringing 14 mics together. I think that would be entirely too bizarre. Uh, Agreed. Well, the depressed mic from Spirit Clearing might not be a good mic to bring into here. No, you know, not at all. I mean, yeah, I feel we need to see that right, puppy yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to wait until you got finished, but uh, this is the new edition. Oh no! <laughs> we knew you. We knew you'd like that. What's his or her name? His name is Tar- uh, Taro, like Tarot Deck. Oh my god, he's adorable. Squished up face. I know, Lizzie. <laughs> god, is that is that a Frenchie, right? It is a Frenchie. Yes, this is the smallest bully me and my wife have ever owned because we're used to big, god. big boys. But he, he's. Was Yeah, he kind of fell into our lap, and we were like, "Well, I guess we're gonna learn how to be mini bully parents." So, that'll work. <laughs> so that's as big as it's gonna get. Huh? Is that as big as it's gonna get? No, he should get around thirty pounds. That's still small for a bulldog. Yeah, we're used to like seventy. Our pit bull that we had uh, was like seventy-five pounds, so oh, wow. he's definitely gonna be a lot uh, smaller than that. But he's he's freaking adorable. I love him. Yeah, he is. Holy crap. Uh-oh. Mark, Mark's getting puppy fever. <laughs> I can't do another dog, man. I don't have it in me. No. Where is... Uh, where, where is... Not, not Kelly. What's the... Oh, God. Chloe. Chloe, Chloe is... Uh, Chloe? She is eight feet away laying She's in quiet. the boy, lazy boy. Is she She's asleep? eight feet away. Yeah, she's just asleep. Oh, okay. Because you can normally hear her, even when she sleeps, you can hear her. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, Mark office. doesn't usually get in front of the camera without one of us asking about the dogs. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she saw me sneak away. No, that's why she's quiet. Yep. <laughs> so, um, how's the new truck going? You traded in the Jeep. You got rid of the Jeep. You were all about the Jeep, and now you got an OJ man. You're driving the Bronco. It, it is a beautiful car. It, it is. It, it's. I even just like to go out into the driveway and look at it like an idiot, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
You're like yeah, a high school kid. Drools coming out of the side of the mouth and stuff. Uh, it's weird not having a stick. That I it's I'm 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 adjusting to that, but it is it's a poof. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Is it a convertible one? Uh, it's got the hard top, but you can take them off. You can take the panels off. Oh, sweet! So you can like Roy Schneider it in Jaws on Amity Island and have the the whole top off truck type of thing. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's one thing I liked about I like about the new Broncos is that they they brought that feature back. It was cool. Yeah, I liked it. I'm not complaining. So, looking um, at it, no. I saw one, I think it was either Maine or New Hampshire. Somebody had one and they decorated it like the Amity Island police chief's vehicle. Oh, it was obviously awesome. one of the new, the newer Broncos, but it had like the Amity Island. They tricked it out. And I was like, that's awesome. Like when you see a DeLorean or we saw like, yeah. a, uh, we saw a, a Ghostbusters mobile a couple of weeks ago in New Hampshire, drive past us on the highway. One of the coolest things we saw, and I missed it, and I'm pissed that I did. Mary saw it. We were driving out to Vegas. We were on our way back, and a Queen Mary Grand Truckster vacation mobile drove by us with luggage on the roof, I saw, and an Aunt Edna strapped to the top of it. And I just saw the luggage. I didn't see the Aunt Edna. And she's stumbling for her phone, and I'm like, I'm paying attention to her. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, speed up that's the wagon it's got the end ender on the roof i was like what it was like i, I totally missed it and he got off the exit so we didn't see it but i was like i love when people do that with their vehicles that's hilarious so, so you got to make this like a zombie mobile <laughs> yeah as soon as pay it off yeah <laughs> yeah well i don't know you got the uh, you got the main time you got the uh, bronco now you can do like a jaws a, a Jaws book, some some sort of shark terror. We we already got fucking zombie sharks, bro. Calm down. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. There's zombie sharks and <laughs> there was zombie sharks in twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. How much of a teaser sneak peek are you able to give us on twenty one? If anything, there w- there will be zombies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was Mind worried. Blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's a big one. It's a big one, I, and I hate to give that much information away. I'm, su- I'm surprised you did. I'm surprised you did. That's a big spoiler. You heard it here first, people. Mm-hmm. Zombie Fallout uh, 21 will have zombies. zombies. Spoiler alert. I, actually, what was the? Uh, why did you bring zombies into the series? Into the Lycan series? Uh... It helped the story along, and it gave Mike an unlikely ally. You know, um, when all seemed lost, he turns to an an age old enemy that actually ends out ends up helping him. You know. Okay, good point. I was wondering. I wondered about that when I was reading. I'm like, all right, it's a zombie Fallout kind of aftermath story, but they didn't. I didn't think we needed to bring them back. But I was wondering what the the purpose of it was just to, you know, because it's like, it's just a zombie. Mike's is, Mark's a zombie book guy. We've got to bring the zombies in. And I like that, that idea of it as to why you brought the zombies into this story, because they did end yeah, up it, helping Mike in the battle. It was let's go to Ford stadium and release the, how many hundreds of thousands of zombies that are in there to go fight with the, 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 the paleans, paleans, whatever they're called 
to, to, to destroy them or to fight with them. So we have time to fight with the like it and do everything else. Yeah. It just, uh, you know, a story mechanism to help along mm-hmm. as opposed think, to like finding a nuke or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, say, Chris? I think it's America. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Chris, what I, are we going to say? I was wondering how come, how come there weren't any bulkers or there wasn't any of the, the wolf hybrid ones. How come it was all just the slow shamblers or shamblers? Uh, which book are we talking for like and follows it two or three? Any of them. They 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 kind of showed up a little bit in each book, except for Demon. They showed yeah, they showed up in every one because um Laden ran into one and in the first one, and then um Matthew they had the whole warehouse, and then when they were going to fight all the lichens when it deals is the projection of all of them, there's another big stadium filled with them. So they kind of popped up throughout all of them. Mm-hmm. Except for this one. But, you, you, yeah. See, I start to run into the issue where you know lichen fallout was started or began before I finished zombie fallout, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I started like and fallout, I don't believe we had as much in terms of, uh, you know, melders and, and mutant zombies and everything. So I guess I just decided to stick in that vein, you know, with the older type zombies. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think it would have taken away f- from the main part of the story of their lichens. And, and that's part of it, too. I mean, we're dealing with lichens and werewolves. Do I want to start throwing in these crazy zombies, you know? Yeah. Could you imagine trying to kill a bulker with an arrow? Oh, no. God. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're kind of screwed at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think one of my fa- I think one of my favorite points that was, like, really interesting that, like, kind of, like, it really made me laugh is when Matthew was like, you run away from zombies, but you face a, a lichen head on. Like, what the heck? And I'm like, in my mind, I get it. Like, he had an entire life that was, like, destroyed by zombies. And then it's like, yeah, I'm terrified of them. I just never, I just saw a lichen. Like, I'm not scared of that. And, like, they're big dogs. I like dogs. So what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, you know, even I can equate that to real life. Um, tornadoes. On a fundamental level, tornadoes scare the bejesus out of me. Like watching them on a video, I get anxious. Whereas a hurricane, I'm like, hey, let's go down to the beach and see the surf, you know, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. You could do that this weekend. Yep. It look it's looking that way. Yeah, it is. It's looking like they're saying the coast is gonna get uh some waves and some windy action. So head on out to to Portland or Bahaba or uh, Old Orchard. Yeah, they, they found a shark in Old miles. Orchard. Did you see that? I did not. I did not. Mary showed me a, a reel of somebody because um, she, she used to have a place up there that somebody pulled the, there was a shark beached that beached itself up in Old Orchard like last week or wherever. And the guy pulled it, went around it, grabbed it by the tail and pulled it back into the water. And I'm watching the video and I'm thinking to myself, you're behind the shark in the water as you're pulling it back in. That thing could just turn and swim and bite you at any second. And you can't run out of the water fast enough, but. No, no. Yeah, that, that's not me. <laughs> I have to go, you guys. You guys have a fantastic night. I'll give you guys one more look at Tarot before I go. Oh, Bye, Tarot. Come back anytime. You're always welcome. <laughs>
<laughs> Bye, you guys. <laughs> See ya. Which do you like writing better, zombies or lichens? Oh, uh, I, I I think the zombie Fallout series is easier to write. You know, there's a much larger cast of characters to pull from. Um, uh, and I don't have to worry about pigeonholing myself in the zombie Fallout series, you know, whereas I got to kind of watch out with Lycan Fallout. Mm-hmm. Would there... When we talked about this and I said we were going to do the Lycan 6, you said, oh, shit, great. You guys can point out all the mistakes that I made. I didn't come across any. I'm not quite sure. Was there anything particularly you were thinking of? I mean, you always get a brain well, I, fart when you're writing something. I, I get that. But I didn't pick up on anything. And I just read the series, you know, two or three times each week in a row. Honestly, I thought we were talking about zombie fallout. I thought you were oh, getting sorry. ready to... I thought you were getting ready to delve into um, zombie follow. I, I probably, I don't consider these mistakes, but like, obviously there was characters I could have brought back into this book that did not make it, you know, for whatever reason. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, the name Linux never even crossed my mind while I was mm -hmm. writing, you know? So yeah, I, I, and I love that character. So it would have been nice to have her in. So who knows? Maybe she uh, pops in next round. You will make Nate very happy if you bring Linux back for eight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> favorite. Yep. Assuming Linux Linux is off with Calendar somewhere, they're doing their own little adventure. Yeah, they got a side story going on. Yeah, yeah. You could do. Here you go. The Adventures of 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 uh, Calendar and Linux is the next story. You know, you can do that as a <laughs> short story for for Valentine's Day. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. Is Tim kind of supposed to be kind of like an anti-BT? I never see him that way. Uh, that That's not how I picture him in my head, but I mean, I guess you could. I mean, he's well, I was just, definitely... You know, I was just kind of thinking, you know, like, he started out, you know, this really bad dude, and, you know, now he's kind of trying to get good, whereas, you know, BT was a cop. who started out, you know, as a traditional good guy, and then he just kind of goes throughout the zombie fallout. Like, he still sticks with his good guy role, but, I mean. Uh, you know, I, I, if, if, I mean, you could make that comparison, but it certainly wasn't anything that was um, in the forefront of my thought process as of writing the characters. Mm -hmm. A couple of questions uh, that some people had, including myself. Is there, in your head, uh, a standalone book or anything of BT from the zombie fallout to the, uh, when he wrote the stories about Mike that led to the Lycan fallout series with Tableton and the formation of the town and, and everything that happened with that. I, I know there's some interest in that story. Uh, I, there's nothing bubbling around in my head about it. Um, I've still got that trip story. I want to get out, you know, kind of trips origin. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as it BT goes, no. Okay. That um, trip story's got to kind of be your dark tower, doesn't it? That needs to be like the anchor. Yes, because, you know, obviously trip has a, a bigger role than any of us realize. Oh, yeah. Trip is, uh, I think trip's the, I think 
Here's my thought. And you can go with this. You can use this if you want. I think <laughs> Trip is Maker. Oh, maker maker is Trip's earthly vessel. Where he says that he can't pull strings and he can't intervene. But secretly, that's what Trip is. Well, that's all Trip does is intervene and yeah. pull strings. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he gets eaten by zombies and um, what was it? 18? Trip dies? No, I knew that. Does he though? Like, yeah, he does. But he says <laughs> at the end of it, when he, when he gets it, he's like, this is my time. This was It was always supposed to be this way. And if you unless you read Shrouded World or any of the other stories, you don't understand what Tim's arc and his character really is in this story. I say for anybody who hasn't already, read Shrouded World after you read at least 10 zombie fallouts, Indian Hill, and that's about it. I'd read those two series first, then go to Shrouded World because otherwise Shrouded World is not going to make a hill of sense. And a lot of people have shut Shrouded World off at book one. And like, I couldn't get through it. I didn't understand it. And I'd asked them, did you read this series? They're like, no, I didn't. I'm like, go back and read that series and then come back to Shrouded World. It makes a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, there's definitely, um, you know, that's the, the, I don't know, problem. The issue with, you know, having this ex extended uh, universe is, uh, you know, even if you jumped into like and follow one, you know, you're still much better off having a good number of the zombie fallouts under your belt, you know, for it to make more sense. Yeah. You know, and you, you obviously, yeah. Okay. So I'm on the Facebooks and I'm looking at the questions I asked. People. I got two. Go ahead. I got two questions. Go so, for it while I look it up. Since you don't, uh, you don't listen to the books. Sean pronounces the the uh, guess the main antagonist of the story terrors. Is that kind of how you wanted it to be? Yeah, that's close enough to whatever was in my head. That works. And. How, are you ticked off at AMC for stealing the melders and a lot of your uh, um, zombie tropes for their uh, uh, their overarching Walking Dead series? Because I don't I don't know if there were melders and all that stuff in the in the guy never read the graphic you know, novels. And once uh, there was a character in one of the shows when they were in the prison named BT. He only made it an episode. That was. He was nowhere in the comic books. Uh, they did the the zombie dump truck, which was nowhere in the comic books. Uh, but I'm not the only one they're riffing from. I, what are you going to do? You know, it, I don't think it's egregious enough that I could do anything. But then if I did, you know, 99.9% of the population be like, oh, look at that shithead trying to sue the big giant, <laughs> the walking dead. You know what? Yeah. You know, He's just trying to get a piece of the pie. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on some of that, too. <laughs> so uh, Hunter White uh, from the Fisher Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast Facebook page. If you're not on it, you should be. Uh, Hunter White said she got two questions. He whoever it is. I don't know. It's a very uh, ambidextrous name. Got two questions. Would you ever consider doing we already talked about that a BT standalone? with the Talbot town. Uh, good question. And then the second one, 
has he ever thought, meaning Mark, have you ever thought about doing another multiverse timeline with Mike? Not sure what he would call it, but having the Lycans attacked first, making werewolf army eventually Mike would get scratched and learn to control his transformation like Matthew. So basically, would you make it so that Mike, instead of being a vampire, got bitten by a werewolf? Uh, it's an interesting concept. I mean, you know, I don't know how much more tainted Mike's blood can be at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> vampire, Luvia, werewolf. Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything in there. So, and a lot of the other yeah, questions. I'd love to see it. 23 and me would be hilarious. <laughs> So a lot of other questions are just kind of silly. Uh, the Terror in the Woods podcast asked, would you ever consider what would Mike be like just as a boring human being where he just sat on the couch all day and watched TV and fat BT came over and just tried to help him not be a dick anymore. So uh, I'd probably be happy anyway. I would have yeah, yeah. <laughs> freaking life all the time. So um, anything else you want to talk about in this series uh, that we didn't ask you that we didn't touch base on as we start the wrap up? No, I, I, um, I don't know what you guys discussed. Um, I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I, you know, that's obviously the ultimate goal of when you write a story and put it out there. So I got a question. No, I don't have any. Nothing. Go ahead, Matt. Chris, not uh, Matt. Any, any chance of Tommy coming back? Like I know, I know. At the end of five, he was uh, no. I uh, believe seven. Yeah. Um. No, I I don't see it. Uh. I, I try not to do as good as it goes, but I try not to do like the Gandalf stuff where he was, you know, Gandalf the Gray, and he died, and then he came, became Gandalf the White. Like, I don't know. Like, it's got to make sense for a character how they came back you know kind of thing because you know i just finished the you know the robert jordan series um sorry i was looking over at my bookshelf and uh you know i can't even remember but the you know the bad guys in that they just kept getting recycled that that pissed me off you know i mean like you know tam spent all this energy and muster and two and a half books killing this person and all of a sudden you know that they're back Mm-hmm. No, man, that doesn't work. So, yeah, immediately. Yeah. Did you, I know you got a lot of flack from the fans about Tommy going bad. Is that a decision you regret now, or were you happy with how you had Tommy's demise come about? Oh, I probably should have um, noodled that one a little more, how I was going to handle it. Because even while I was writing it, I was flip-flopping, you know? So I was wishy-washy from the get-go. So, you know, you, you have written some things where it's like, I wish I could take that back, you know? But we're a little late in the game now. I personally, I'm happy, Tommy, with what happened to him. Um, not saying I'm, you know, I'm not a, not saying that I'm not a Tommy fan, but I think it's great because it was a it was a a character development that I didn't see coming, and it took me that was a ooh there's a left turn in Albuquerque I like that and you took the sweetest innocent purest character that you had and you just went 
Ugh, F you. I'm going to make Tommy an asshole. You know, when I was was when I was writing that book um, and I had that thought in my head, I went back and I read all the zombie fallouts that led up to that point. And, uh, you know, looking at it, there were places where Tommy would say a particular word or a particular line and you could have construed it a different way. You know, if you looked back, you're like, oh, it was that a red flag at that point? So. There were markers along the way. Nothing I had intentionally done because I didn't know that that was going to happen, but definitely things you could have, like, oh, yeah, I, that, he did this and he did that and he said this and he said that. So there was definitely groundwork laid, whether I meant to or not. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward uh, when we start the Zombie Fallout series in a couple of weeks, going back and really diving deep into those stories because they're so vast and there's so many. and I know people talk about the Night Lord uh, series and they talk about Mike and BT in it and the that character, Eric, that was in like one little scene. I'm like, I don't know what that is. What are people talking about? So I think with all of your stories and, and everything, how you kind of tie everything in and you give a little hint of this and a hint of that and the Easter egg here and the Easter egg there, how you work all that in together. I really enjoy how you do all that. And I'm looking forward to like, kind of like when you watch a movie over for like the, the third or fourth time, you're like, I never picked up on that. I never picked up on that. You know, it's after my hundredth viewing of star Wars, I picked up on, Oh my God, you can kind of see Darth Vader's eyes when he's fighting in the death star with Luke. You know, if you turn at a certain angle, you, you can see his, his, his legit eyes behind his mask. I never saw that before the first 99 times I watched it as a kid. So Jeez. Neither have I. Now I got to go watch it. You know, yeah, you can see it, especially with HD on uh, on, on Disney, because we always watched it on, you know, Betamax when we were kids and then a crappy VHS copy. But yeah, when he's in the trench doing his thing in the ship, when he turns his head, you can see his eyes through his goggles. Unless Hilarious. unless Lucas went went in and, and did his CGI magic on it after the fact, but. I don't know. You can you can see it. I know when I saw it once on the Disney version, I'm I'm assuming they didn't tweak with it again. So I just wish they would get rid of Jar Jar. Oh. But God, that's a yeah. story for a different time. So the terrors could beat Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Mark, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate uh, appreciate talking to you as always, brother. Like and follow it. If you haven't read the series, you definitely should do it. If you watch this show, you know that it's full of spoilers. And, you know, you probably read the series. That's why you're watching this. If you're watching this for the first time, this is a bad episode to start on. But thank you for coming on. Uh, Mark, as always, thank you. Aaron, great to see you again, buddy. Chris, it was very nice to meet you. Don't be a stranger. Anytime you want to jump on, brother, just email me. Shoot me an email now. You got my information. Would love to talk to you again. Yep. Thank you. So, Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. You guys all have a good nice night. We'll talk you. to you soon. I'll be good. Night. Peace out. You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Hosted by Jeff Royds. Technical advisor, Mary Napoli. Music by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is property of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of the show can be remixed, rewind, remastered, rebroadcasted without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios. Follow the show on Facebook at The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. It does help other people 
Apple, find the show. Make sure to check out all the other titles from Mark Tufo at marktufo.com or at audible.com. Or if you're one of those people that still buys books, they are all available up at Amazon. And they'll be delivered to your house, which is convenient. That is the end of the show. You may now go about your normal day.